0: In the UAE, the United States Embassy and the UK Embassy fly the pride flag, which, I mean, that's kind of a massive affront to Islamic culture. At the same time, Disney is pushing their trans indoctrination while a biological man strips naked in a all-female spa. Hey, it's Lucas Grobot, and you're listening to Lucas Grobot Show, where we uncover purpose, pursue truth, and Own the Future, episode 237, and it's July 4th. Happy 4th of July to all my fellow Americans out there. Hope you are having or had an incredible 4th of July. But I'm coming to you from the heart of the Middle East today. And mm, there's some pretty juicy news stories from across the world, uh, all relating to the same The same push for a trans indoctrination, which we'll be getting into, but this show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you get value out of the show, which I'm assuming you do, because I think you're a smart person and smart people wouldn't be listening to things that they don't get some sort of educational or entertainment value from, if you get value from the show and you want to see it thrive and keep on going, then I would ask that you would consider going and over to either our website at lucasrobot.skrobot.com, where you can become an executive producer of the show and fund the show so that it can go on and become even more successful so that we can get the word out there, we can get the message out there, we can get a, a worldview that is consistent and coherent out there to other people, people in your community. So consider becoming a supporter of, of the show you can give it by do it by giving your hard, hard cold fiat or you can stream this podcast on podcast 2.0 certified apps such as the Breeze apps or Finks app or Podstation or Podfriend and you can find one of these amazing apps that are able to stream little bitcoins or satoshis as you listen to the show, ones and two cents at a time. I like doing that. It causes me to feel more connected and engaged in the show, and then I know I'm I'm giving as I'm getting value back, and it's just a fun way to listen. You can find one of these podcast players at newpodcastapps.com. Now for the what's in it for me, because we're hitting two or three different subjects today, Really, it's one subject, but geographically, we're hitting stuff in the UAE, we're hitting stuff in America, and we're hitting stuff in media that affects everyone across the globe. So, if if you are an American in the West, which is half of the audience, this this is important to understand the government's agenda and neo-imperialism of this woke woke imperialism, woke indoctrination, and and culture that is being pushed across the world, especially it's being pushed towards minors and young adults, not even young adults, but minors and kids as young as two, three, and four. And it's really, I believe, a danger to free and moral societies. So we need to understand what's being pushed out of America out of the West, the indoctrination in the name of love and tolerance. And we'll cover that when we look at what's happening with Disney Plus and other media organizations that are not just trying to capitalize on, for a quick dollar on Pride Month, but really they are masterminds in in looking to change and shape culture, and we need to learn how to defend against that. If you are on the other half of the world, the other half of the audience listening from the middle east this is important for you to understand t- the the chess plays that are being made when it comes to global geopolitical cultural social dynamics uh, at play here in the region in the middle east especially when it comes to uae as it's really leading the way that the nations are going and, and we're talking about some deeper issues that are already present in the region and we're going to be wrestling through in this episode of how do we how do we deal with some of these issues should we legislate morality and if so well it doesn't seem to be working already we don't we, we can see that when we create a law to try to legislate morality it doesn't it doesn't always work and this problem that we are facing on a global scale it is no longer just in the west but it is present no matter if you are in Pakistan if you're in India if you're in Bangladesh if you are in China if you are in Saudi Arabia or the UAE we are all facing many of these same problems when when it comes to our children and the indoctrination of our children to some of these pathological ideologies which lead to incredibly high suicide rates so We'll be getting into that. So just a quick, why should you be listening to this episode? Why is it important? It is greatly important to the future of society, of how we make these decisions. And sure, we may not be writing policy, but we need to be aware so that we can make decisions for ourselves, so we can understand the metaphysics behind some of these, how to deal with this legislation and government. And at the same time, how to protect and defend our families. Well, as I said, the U, in the UAE, the US consulate and the UK consulate, the embassy, flew the rainbow, the LGBTQIA plus flag. I don't know how many letters are gonna be tacked onto this thing by by the end of it all. They flew the flag. In the United Arab Emirates, now the United Arab Emirates, of course, it it is an Islamic nation. it It has it's one of the most progressive Islamic nations within the Middle East. Where it has two different sets of laws for expats, there is one set of laws, and for uh, Emiratis or Muslims, there is another set of laws. But when the British Embassy flew the flag, many Emiratis decried that this was a move that was unacceptable and disrespectful and insulting. Some even suggested that it was racist. But despite the overwhelming opposition, this is an article from the independent UK. They write, despite the overwhelming opposition to show the support of LGBT plus rights, some Emirati analysts believe the move comes as the UAE prepares to decriminalize homosexuality, which that would be, if that happens, that would be a shocker. Now, in the last year, the UAE has already decriminalized cross-dressing for at least uh, expats. They've also decriminalized cohabitation. Before this, if you lived in the Middle East, if you lived in uh, the UAE and you were cohabiting, living with someone that you weren't married to, uh, you could go to jail If you got pregnant out of wedlock and you went to hospital, you could find yourself in jail. These were the the laws in the UAE. So they decriminalized at least cohabitation and cross-dressing, which was also criminal. So this analyst is thinking, and his name is Abdul Khalid Abdullah, uh, He is thinking that the UAE might be moving to decriminalize homosexuality. A government source who asked Nas to be named said that homosexuality, this is a different person, that homosexuality was expected to be decriminalized by the end of the year, potentially before Expo 2020 in Dubai, which Expo 2020 got pushed to Expo 2021, which begins in October 2021. He said that the government often drip feeds potential law changes on social media or public domain before they come into effect to canvass the opinion of locals. Now, the Emirati political scientist who was mentioned before, uh, Abdullah Khalid, Abdul Khalik Abdullah, understood that the embassies, that the U.S. and the U.K. embassies, had sought permission to host the flag to show solidarity to the lgbt plus community and he said they did inform the ministry of foreign affairs and in international cooperation they said we're looking to do this because we have a stand on lgbt rights i think the answer was it's better for you not to raise a flag but then again this is your sovereign right so they did not get a green light from the uae but I think, he says, they got a yellow light. Abdullah labeled the move as bad taste. I agree. And one, had, and one that had deliberately aggravated people. However, he said the negativity surrounding it had come from the most conservative members of Emirati society, representing about one third of the overall population. And he says about 60% of the people actually just don't care. That they're actually probably quite pro LGBT rights, and now that other two thirds of the population could be expats, they could be more liberal Arabs. Uh, I don't know, but it's very interesting. If if this is in the pipeline for the region, that would be uh, quite the step. I I would be very surprised to see that happening. But Abdullah believes that it might be in the pipeline. He says that. Everyone who wants to be homosexual, it's up to you. I'm not going to sanctify it marriage-wise, but if you want to practice it, go ahead, be my guest, which is very much of the libertarian view, which is some of the steps that the UAE is taking. As I said, the country quietly amended their laws of cross-dressing at late 2020 and ratified momentous legal reforms that decriminalized alcohol, decriminalized suicide, and decriminalized cohabitation for un married couples. Now, it is only illegal to cross-dress if a man is doing so to gain faculties used by women, which is what we're going to be talking about a little later in the show about in other parts of the world, America, where men are using their their newfound uh, identities as trans to access women's facilities. But you know, that's just a little little teaser for what's to come. So there is great backlash. Uh, Nasr al-Sheikh, uh, who is a former director of Dubai's finance department, he wrote on Twitter, very disrespectful for the British embassy to the UAE and its people. Looks like someone there is still living in the long-gone UK imperial days. Now, if you read his Twitter thread, there are a lot of people who are saying, well, you find it disrespectful, but I don't or we don't find it disrespectful. So it is a split board on this one. I know many, many Arabs who are probably celebrating this fact that, the, the, that these embassies were flying the rainbow flags and very hopeful to see reforms when it comes to some of this, these laws and these legislations but it's an interesting point that he's making that long gone are the, you know, supposedly long gone are the days of imperialism of the UK. But yet we see there is a new form of imperialism that's forming. That is the woke imperialism, the imperialism of wokeness and the imperialism of pride, this moral positioning saying which is really what the 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 rainbow flag is. It's this moral superiority that that people wave it in place of as as a sign as a signal that I am a morally good person. Look, I believe in inclusivity. I believe that quote unquote love is love. I believe that everyone should have equal rights. Whatever that whatever that means, because it's such a what do you mean everyone? What do you mean by equal rights? It's such a confusing and broad statement, because when that argument is being made, really it's pushing to say that a minority of people should be able to infringe on other people's equal rights. And we're seeing it in the Olympics. We just talked about this a week or two ago, about trans athletes, biological men who became female and now are are allowed to compete in the Olympics, how is that? How is that equal rights? How isn't that violating women's rights? But that's that's not how it's being seen. But uh, America, and specifically the Biden administration, because this was not the case under the previous uh, administration with President Donald Trump, but the Biden Kamala administration has a clear agenda, and more than that, they, they have. They're on a mission to push this equity forward. Because it's not equality that they're pushing. Really, they're pushing this equity. They're pushing this progressive progressive agenda forward. There's an article fr- by Sean Collins where he says, Flying the Flag for Woke Imperialism. He writes that embassies have flown the BLM, Black Lives Matter, capital Black Lives Matter flag, in many countries, including Botswana, Cambodia, the UK. Pride flags have been flown in embassies in Russia, Luxembourg, Nambia, the Vatican, which remains opposed to same-sex marriage, and now the UAE, which remains opposed to same-sex marriage. Right, the The rainbow flag is not just saying we should have equal rights for people, it is saying we believe in same-sex marriage. We believe that this should be sanctified and notarized by the state. It's, it is saying that, the movement is saying that if you have normative values, if you have a society like in Russia, which still is holding on to the, the normative family values, they're saying, well, you're, you're bigoted and hate-filled. He writes that Blinken and his State Department claims that flying these flags merely signals the U.S. supports for the rights of people of color, which is the BLM flag and LGBTQI plus persons. But this does not explain why Pride and BLM, which are political movements, are enjoying such privilege. And that's the important thing to notice: the these flags they are political movements. The BLM is a political Marxist movement with a specific agenda to see a Marxist socialist revolution across the world. It's not just what they want to see in America, but they want to see this revolution across the world. Same with the, the pride flag. It is not just a statement of Equal rights and we should respect people. It is a clear political movement. So why are these embassies taking a political movement? What would happen? What would you think would happen if all of a sudden embassies across the world, back when President Trump was in office, was flying the MAGA flag, the Make America Great Again flag? There would be, I mean, there would be just a all hell would break loose. The fact that a U.S. embassy would fly a flag of a political movement says that it's it's a clear shift away from a republic. It's not just a mo- democracy, but a re- away from a republic and towards totalitarianism. Towards saying this is the agenda that we are pushing. This is the the law of the land that we are trying to export all across the globe. And if you don't like it, well, then tough luck, because we are coming. The propaganda machine is is here. Well, even in the States, they raised high the, I guess it's called the progress flag. There's a new flag. It's not just a rainbow and pride flag, but it's a progress flag. Here's a clip of Ambassador Amber Crombie winston Lee raising the lgbt flag and a speech leading up to this actually excuse me this is first its deputy secretary sherman raising the L- or talking about raising the lgbt flag
1: we raise the progress flag today
0: progress flag
1: as a signal to people everywhere that the united states is firmly committed to doing that work and to fighting for LGBTQI plus people at home and everywhere.
0: Notice it's the progress flag, and it's not just fighting for what they believe in their nation, but it's exporting, it's exporting this ideology, quote unquote, everywhere. Here's the the clip by ambassador amber crombie Wine
2: as we welcome our new colleague jessica stern as a special envoy for lgbtqi rights abroad we
0: notice there is now a new special envoy for lgbtqi rights abroad it is it is an international policy and push that this biden administration is doing
2: we celebrate the great diversity of the American people. And we stand in solidarity as they wave their flags of progress high. President Biden speaks for America when he states our strength is found in our diversity. America is stronger at home and around the world when we are inclusive. Inclusive. As one of his early acts in office, Secretary Blinken created my position, the department's first ever chief diversity and inclusion officer, and my office reports directly to the secretary. We lead the department's efforts to ensure that the workforce of the United States State Department comes to look like the country we lovingly represent.
0: Okay, a couple things with this clip. The the end part. Their job is to make sure that the government looks like the people that they represent, which on its face, it sounds like a good thing. It's like, well, yeah, I want people who represent me, who look like me, to be in offices, which is why people vote. And this is why the way that the, the system in America is set up, it's, it, people get to elect representatives based on their neighborhoods, their cities, their towns. It's a robust system. But what she is saying here is we are pushing for equality of outcome, not equality of opportunity, not based on merit. But we're saying we are going to build our, our government based on equality of outcome. So if – which is the case in America – if Asians are overperforming and there's, an, there's too many Indians in the, the U.S. government – or too many Pakistanis in the US government, too many Asians there, well, they're going to have to be cut. Even though they're well-qualified, we need to take them out to make room for other people, other minorities, so that we can be equally represented. As if ideas come from people who are equally from, from different skin colors. I, ideas and ideologies and belief systems do not come because People look different. They come because they have a different set of belief, a different skill set that they bring to the table. The other thing that she mentioned is inclusion, the de, the department of diversity, equity, and inclusion, or die as it's known in other circles. And that whole department, that whole ideology is not about inclusion as much as it's about exclusion because you can't include someone without excluding a lot of other people. And so this whole push that the administration is taking, not just in their own nation, but abroad, is quite startling. The article by Sean Collins goes on, and he says, what's more, as woke elites fly the BLM pride flag, they have started to look down on the American flag. The BLM flag is almost viewed as an antidote to the Stars and Stripes. BLM, and I would say Pride, protesters say that it represents slavery, genocide, and war. Burning the American flag was commonplace during last year's BLM riots. Meanwhile, the rainbow image is ubiquitous in American society. Displaying the Pride flag is a way to let everyone know that you are a morally good person. And that's what this is about. It is a... It's a woke religion saying, if you are a morally good person, then you must virtue signal by believing what we believe down this party line, by waving this flag, by bowing to this flag. And we touched on this uh, maybe two episodes ago when we talked about Hungary. Hungary is making laws saying that it is illegal to indoctrinate minors under 18 with LGBT media and education, saying that's up to the family. They're not saying if a consenting adult—they're not saying consenting adults can't do what they want to do. But the rest of the EU is saying, well, you're going to have to leave or change your laws because this is un-EU. This goes against our moral standards. It is a religion, it is a totalitarian ideology that is being pushed, not not one of inclusion and tolerance. It is, it is tolerant to those who agree with their party lines, but intolerant to everything else. The last point from Sean Collins, he writes, by flying the BLM and pride flag abroad, which they have done. The Biden administration is trying to spread this woke ideology around the world. Deploying the deployment of soft power should be seen for what it is, a type of cultural imperialism. Imperialism. It could have destabilizing consequences within countries and possibly stir up conflicts between countries. And this is true. When there's this, this push of this woke imperialism, we've seen it destabilize America. We saw it destabilize America not only last year, but in the previous decade. It's begun to slowly destabilize the moral fabric of America. And this strategy was implemented decades and decades ago. The critical race theory was implemented, way started really growing in the 80s, but was begun implemented back in the 60s. But if if these countries in the West, like the UK or America, can destabilize nations and cause interior conflict, well, look what happened in the West. They destabilized America and they're able to win an election. So it is is a dangerous, it is dangerous ground, I believe, that... an unwise direction. I believe that the administration is taking this. And the movement itself is a totalitarian movement that says you're either with me or you are an immoral person. And if you disagree with these moral statements of the pride flag, then you are guilty of a hate crime. Probably this whole episode, I could probably end up getting pinned at some point later in my life as this being a hate crime. But The fact that this was flown in the UAE, one of the most progressive, uh, not progressive, most liberal forward-thinking nation in the region, which has been praised and celebrated. I've lived there for a number of years. I love the UAE. And the fact that some suggest that this could point to that the UAE is thinking about changing some of their legislation, which, again, I'm not sure about. It forces me to address something that is happening, and it's been widely spoken about. It's not, it's not some fake news bit, but it's widely recognized as an issue within uh, the UAE and other Arab nations, which is a phenomenon called Boyat. So, if you are from the the khlij, from the Middle East, you're probably well familiar with what Boyat is. If you're not, Boyat is a a phenomenon where young women dress and behave like men regard and it's regarded as a problem in Arab society it, what's happening is in high schools and grade schools young women begin to take on male behaviors now many of the schools in the middle east i wouldn't say all but many are segregated male and female and as these females and males are segregated there tends to be a lot of (laughs) intersex um, gay and lesbian relationships that begin forming. And this was a topic that was discussed back in uh, Counseling Arabia 2011, which took place in Sharjah. And it was first really hit on in 2008. So this is not a new problem. Here's a piece from the Gulf News, it says, A shocking trend is sweeping across the educational institutes in the UAE. It is called same-sex relationships and is worrying officials and parents to no end. A number of students, school employees, and others confided in Express that inappropriate intimacy among girls is on the rise on campuses. They sit intimately close and touch each other inappropriately, says Um Erlan, an employee at Sharjah University for Women, or Ous Emirati women had had to deal with the demon on a personal level recently, when her 16-year-old daughter fell for an Indian girl, and then when the teenage son started receiving overtures from a homosexual male student, Om Rawan lodged a complaint with the school administration. I'm a divorcee, and I couldn't handle these things on my own. I feared my kids would become homosexual, so I gave them to the custody of her father. The article goes on to say that authorities are trying to curb deviant behavior to better reflect the traditional conservative laws of the UAE. Last year, the Ministry of of Social Affairs launched an awareness campaign called Excuse Me, I'm a Girl, directed at what was called the fourth gender, meant to tackle lesbianism-related issues. The campaign included a series of workshops, TV programs, lectures at universities, and the school was run by Sharjah Social Care Center for Women. Ajman police, which Ajman and Sharjah, their states in the UAE, who implemented the campaign, said that lesbianism lesbianism accounted for 40% of the 70-80% to of juvenile delinquency cases reported in Ajman. In one interview, a girl said that she didn't become a boya because of something at school or because she met another boya in a social gathering, said a 20 year old Emirati woman, this is back in 2008, who declined to be identified by anything other than her nickname, Cool Boya. I am a boya because of what happened at home. University and radio and TV programs regularly discuss this subculture, often saying that parents are not involved enough with their daughters as they hit their turbulent teenage years. She goes on to say, we are stigmatized and misunderstood, adding that she was abused by a male relative as a child. I want it to be tough, she said, and appear so through my choices of tomboyish clothes and attitudes. Boyas often wear masculine attire under their, their bias and chalas in public. Dr. Alia Ibrahim, a family counselor and life coach who studied the issue, said that the reason for the development of such behaviors are to rebel and stand out or even change their identity. Misguided sexual orientations and social differences between males and females, multiple marriages of their fathers, and sexual assaults or harassments has also contributed, Dr. Ibrahim said. According to Islamic traditions, it is forbidden for men and women to act like the opposite sex, Such behavior is considered deviance from God's plan and nature. Men likening themselves to women and women to men, whether in clothing or the way they talk or the way or their demeanor or appearance, is despised by any person whose nature has not been corrupted. But when we continue to look at the root of this, we also see that media here is continuing to normalize this behavior. One article wrote that schools are not geared to detect boyas and, a social worker said at a local university, they are there to get educated and that's our job. Yeah, rightly so. They're there to educate, not necessarily to control society. Unfortunately, she goes on to say, television series, especially Kuwaiti ones, have portrayed this as a natural social occurrence. A natural social occurrence. In the media, this is being portrayed as something that's normal. That cross dressing is something that is displayed even here in what most people consider a very conservative part of the world in the Middle East, which it is. It's even being dis- displayed in the media as something that is accepted, that is something that's normal. And that's dating back, that's dating back now, what, 12, 13 years back to 2010. when the internet wasn't as ubiquitous as the media that was being consumed wasn't so much of the media from the West. But what indoctrination really is coming from the West? Well, this indoctrination of woke imperialism is not just coming from the governments of the US or the UK or the EU, but there are critical pushes for indoctrinating children. And this is where this is where my blood just starts to boil. The fact that it's it's not it's not just okay, you're 18, you're 21, you're a consenting adult. You can go and do with your life and with your body as you want. But it is a, a specific targeting and indoctrinating children with a specific world view and that is what makes my blood boil and really Our worldview, the way that we see the world, is being shaped not not so much by our families, not so much by our our religious institutions, but it's by media, media, media. Media is shaping the way that we see the world. When a child is 14, by the time they're 14, they will have consumed, on average, 18,000 hours of media. That is the equivalent of 6.2 years of eight hours a day of media saturation. That includes social media, YouTube, and TV. That is shaping the culture. And this is what is coming out on kids programming, kids programming just in this last week. This first clip is from Blue's Clues, which was an old TV series that's still going, that was this cute little dog kids exploring my my kids watched some of the old episodes and loved it but uh apparently they have changed have changed their their positioning into full full indoctrination mode here's a clip
2: hey blue look at
3: all these families hi families it's time for a pride parade Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah! Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah! This family has two mummies. They love each other so proudly, and they all go marching in the big parade.
0: This 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 video goes on for about ten minutes, where this uh, character who is a um uh what are they called? A uh, drag queen, Nina West, drag queen, Nina West, whose real name is Andrew Levitt, an American drag queen. He is singing and this is a cartoon, all dressed up in a rainbow dress. And they go through the answer marching, the families marching one by one, two by two, all the way up to 10. And you know starts with the mommies and then, the gay daddies, and then the non-binary, and then the transsexuals, the trans, the trans family. It goes on and on, indoctrinating children. <laughs> it's a children's song targeted at children, trying to not trying to, but normalizing this sort of behavior. Well, it's not just Blue's Clues that is moving in this way, and in YouTube, you know this. This video is under the children's YouTube. This is approved for children to watch. So if your kid has an iPad or a Kindle and they're watching the kid's channel on YouTube, this is a type of content that is able to be delivered to them. Full on indoctrination media. Well, Disney, Disney is in on it too. Disney released a 30, 40-minute Pride Celebration Disney Plus video where again Nina West or Andrew Levitt, who I don't know if you if if you're listening and not watching online, he he's kind of a you know, he's a heavy set guy. He has big broad shoulders and you total man <laughs> and but just normalizing. Uh, drag, trans, everything. Well, Disney Plus released this 40-minute celebration of, of Pride Month, for Pride Month. He, here's a second clip.
3: Hello, and welcome to the Disney Plus This Is Me Pride Celebration Spectacular. This is me. I'm Nina West, and I'm here to guide you through a magical, musical, and meaningful celebration of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. If you're anything like me, you've always been a fan of the Disney classics. From Belle trying to find her place in a provincial town where she didn't fit in, to Ariel dreaming of a world where she could be human.
0: See, uh, they're reframing all of these Disney classics into a specific narrative to then push and spin these narratives which maybe was intentionally done years ago, but to try to frame it in a see, these people are trapped in the wrong body, and we should let, we should let kids transition. Why not? And it goes on.
3: Stories about outsiders wanting to express themselves and feel seen resonate so deeply with so many of us in this community. It's amazing when you see movies like Out, a Pixar Spark short, and characters like Carlos and Seb from High School Musical: The Musical, The Series popping up on Disney Plus with uplifting themes that empower the LGBTQ community. Today, I want Disney fans of all identities to know that you are welcome in this family and our celebration of pride.
0: The clip goes on for another 30, 40 minutes, going through all the Disney classic songs that can be reframed in a... LGBTQIA plus manner, whether it's I Can Show You the World or Go On and Kiss the Girl, Beauty and the Beast, uh, all the classics, Little Mermaid, all the classics being sung by what I'm guessing would be LGBT stars in a, in a full-on indoctrination mini 40-minute film. And Disney is not, Disney is not merely trying to make a quick buck off of this, but Disney has been pushing this indoctrination for decades. This has been intentional. This has been, I don't even want to say mastermind, but this has been set up for decades ago to push and indoctrinate children. And whatever, and it starts with laughter, right? Whatever a culture laughs at and embraces that what one generation embraces and laughs at, the the next generation will fully embrace and inhabit. We saw that with with sitcoms, where you have the one quirky gay friend, they're not explicitly gay, but you know they're kind of gay, and we laugh at that. Well, the next generation embraces that as normal, which is the same thing that was quoted in this article before about in the Middle East, how there's many TV shows that are painting these pictures as normal normality so that the next generation embraces it. So here in the Middle East and elsewhere, we we have real issues that we have to think about how to deal with. How how do we deal with these issues? Because they're not going to go away. We can't legislate it away. We can't legislate this out of culture, just as we talked about before, we can't legislate woke ideology or critical race theory out of the education system because it's embedded into all the media it's embedded into all the ways that the teachers teach. So how do we how do we overcome? How is a nation like the UAE if they seriously are thinking about decriminalizing homosexuality? How are they going to move forward? If they if they really do see and I believe they do they see these social issues as problems that need to be dealt with, as, as problems in society. In, in another article that I, I skipped over, but it's in the show notes, there's a quote that was saying we view what's happening with these boyats as the same that we, we would view alcoholism. That alcohol is harming and destroying society, and therefore it is illegal among Muslims. And likewise, this is illegal among Muslims. Now, UAE has decriminalized alcohol for for Westerns at least. Will they go the same way for homosexuality? And how is that going to shape the nation? And what I have and that really is a very libertarian view of it. If you're a consenting adult, as most people in, in the West think, if you're a consenting adult, what you do in private is what you do but these the culture in the middle east very much is not like that and more than that when we begin to look at the the trans agenda and, and transgenderism and, tr- and transitioning from one gender to another gender it brings a whole other level of issues it's not just are you, are you, do you have same sex sex attraction attraction do you have same sex attraction but are are you Experiencing full-on identity issues where you identify as someone or something else. So the first thing that I have seen people do, one, trying to combat this in societies across the globe, is first, they try to legislate it. They try to put in laws and regulations to shut it down so that it doesn't exist, or they criminalize it so it doesn't happen. But we saw in America with prohibition that when you... When you make alcohol illegal, it only pushes it underneath the surface and it booms. It grows. It doesn't actually go away. And and that's where the argument comes in that you can't legislate morality. You can't put a law in place and that can change the person's heart or the person's behavior. So how do you do that? Well, the, The other direction that people have gone is saying, well, this is really okay. It's not harming anyone. So we're going to, quote unquote, not harming anyone. We're going to embrace it and we're going to normalize it in society and not just normalize it as far as, well, if that's the way you want to live then so be it. But with this flag and with this ideology and this movement, it's not just being normalized, but it's being pushed and imprinted and saying, we want this to be an indoctrination of the entire globe of the entire society we want to throw off any sort of normative family values and we want this to be the new norm we want to destroy any sort of semblance of the heteronormative family and establish a new order well in that embracing it has a lot of problems Because when when you embrace this ideology, are you really helping people? Are we really helping people who are struggling so much with their identity, so much with wondering who they are, that they are plagued with anxiety, self-hatred, they're going through a ton of surgeries, and their suicide rates are extremely high even after transition, even within a society that accepts them is that really helping? That's, that's where my question comes in. Are we really helping? And I think, no, here's a, here's a clip by Andrew Anderson, Ryan Anderson, who was on, on Fox News. He's the author of the book, When Harry Became Sally.
4: People need to know what the science is on this, what the medicine is, what the philosophy is. And the best science shows that 80 to 95% of children with a gender identity conflict will grow out of it. Uh, The best science shows that 41% of people who identify as transgender will attempt suicide at some point in their lives. Uh, And that people, after they have sex reassignment surgery, 19 times more likely to die by suicide.
0: 19 times. So those those who identify as transgendered They are more at risk for suicide. Kids who are having some sort of gender dysphoria, they normally grow out of it by the time they're adults. Adults who continue with it, they are at higher risk of suicide. And if they transition, they are much more at risk of suicide.
4: 19 times more likely to die by suicide.
0: 19 times. How can we say that accepting this and by celebrating this how can we say that we're helping this population? It sounds to me like we're condemning this population to, to a life of depression and suicide. I mean, and that is not helping. That is not bringing a solution. That is not bringing hope to someone who is feeling trapped in their body. Who, who just a couple years ago, this was termed as gender dysphoria, it was termed as something that there, there's an issue going on in the mind. We need therapy. We need to go and help these help people suffering from this rather than just say, nope, you're normal. Yep, this is normal. Like, pat you on the back. We're going to celebrate you because you're making this decision now, like so brave, so bold. When really, are, are we condemning them? Are we, are we boxing them in for a life of suffering instead of actually helping the root problem?
4: Those statistics are tragic, and we need to, you know, hit the pause button and think more critically about how we can help people who are suffering. Uh, because obviously, if you feel so distressed in your own body, yes. you would contemplate uh, reassigning your sex, you're, you're suffering. And we need to have I a more compassionate and effective response to these people.
0: And that's, and that's what I think. I think we need to find a solution to this problem. If we tried to legislate it away, it It is not going to be legislated away. This is already a cultural surge across the globe. Legislation will not do enough, will not stem the tide. I do believe that governments are put in place to create righteous and 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 just legislation. And I also believe that if <laughs> I believe that if you are if a person is practicing homosexuality, if they're consenting adults, that they probably shouldn't be thrown in jail. I don't think that. But there there needs to be some level of a delineation that is being made in culture and in society saying actually continuing to push people into transition, it's not solving their problem. It's not actually helping. It is only enabling Further harm. And the solution that no one is really giving right now on either side of the debate is that there is freedom to be found, is that there is freedom to be found from this gender dysphoria, from this identity crisis. And that's what people are looking for. We're we're not looking to be told you're perfect just how you are. Those those people on social media who are saying, well, you're perfect just how you are. No, I'm not perfect just how I am. I have days where I, I want to grow. I want to be a different person. I want to have better disciplines in my life. I want to grow into who I'm supposed to be as an individual to fulfill my potential. Don't tell me to stay perfect how I am and not change. But we're telling that to people who are suffering from depression, high rates of suicide. And when we transition to them, they experience a 19. Times increase of suicide rates and likely to die from suicide. How is how is that love? How is that loving? Now all this could could lead to a slippery slope fallacy. This all could lead to arguments that say, well, the LGBTQI plus agenda is going to lead completely into a moral degradation. And a lot of people said, oh, if if America accepts gay marriage it will lead to a complete moral degradation. And some said, well, see, it didn't right away. But what we're seeing right now, the moment that they they won on the LGB, they moved to the T. And there seems to be a a clear line of progression that is pushing this movement further and further and further. And we have to ask, where will it stop? What is the logical conclusion of all of this. Well, I don't know what the exact logical conclusion is, but I know what's happening right now, which that brings us to our next segment of, yeah, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Welcome to the new segment of the show where we look at crazy stories that actually make sense in today's backwards society. When the absurd becomes reality in normal, then what do we have left? Of course, these crazy things will happen in a post-truth society. Now, as I said, some of this, I know people are going to argue of, well, because right now the the arguments that are being made as well is if you accept and embrace one idea, it will logically lead to all these others. If you decriminalize something like homosexuality in the region, will it move to a total full-blown trans movement in the region of the Middle East? Or are there breaks somewhere along that train? Well, I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know what's happening right now in America. Here is a clip, and this clip was sent to me by a a supporter of the show, an executive producer, uh, one Jeremy Curry, who sent this clip over of a Cuban woman confronting uh, the the owners of a spa or the the person behind the desk at the spa who is defending a biological male's right to hang out naked in a all-female spa. We,
1: we spa, so you don't, so it's okay. I just want to be clear with you. It's okay. It's okay for a man.
0: And hold up. If you have kids around you, you probably don't want to be playing the rest of this uh, clip or episode with them around as uh mm, yeah some questionable material
1: to go into the women's section show his penis around the other women young little girls under age your spa we spa condone that is that what you're saying like i asked it's so he he could stay there he could stay there what sexual orientation? I see a dick. It lets me know he's a man. He, he's a man. He is a man. He is not no female. He is not a female. He is not a female. Hold on. He is not a female, sweetie. Okay. Girls down there, other women who are highly offended for what they just saw. And you did nothing. Absolutely nothing. In fact, you sided with him. So we spa is an agreement with men that just say they are a woman and they can go down there with their penis and get into the women's section. Is that what you're saying? What? What? Really? What law? What law?
0: The gentleman behind the, the plexiglass divider is saying, oh, we're just complying with the law. What law? In a statement to Los Angeles, uh, the spa said and pointed to California Civil Code 51B which makes discriminating against trans and other genders gender nonconforming people in business establishments illegal in the state like other metropolitan areas Los Angeles contains a transgender population some of whom enjoy visiting the spa the statement goes on the spa will strive to meet all the, the needs of all of its customers so this is the law that's referring to California made a law saying It's illegal for a a company to discriminate against trans people. And so this spa is saying, well, hey, if they identify as a female, well, who are we to say any different? Well, there's also another law under California Penal Code 314 of indecent exposure is defined as willfully or lewdly exposing one's naked body or genitalia to another individual who would be offended or annoyed by the act. The crime can be prosecuted as a misdemeanor and punished by six months in accounting county jail and a fine of up to $1,000 as well as 10-year sex offender registration requirement. So this is the laws in California. This is where it all leads. And uh, here's the, the chaos that ensues. Everything,
1: you got a man with his penis talking about he's a woman, he ain't no woman.
0: I mean, the logic there is so clear. You have a man with a penis, he is a man, he ain't no woman. And you know, in the previous clip, you heard her yelling at this guy, he's not a woman, he's a man, he's a man, that ain't no woman, it's a man. I mean, this. it just gets better.
1: Uh-uh. Yeah, give her her money back. Are you talking about a transgender person? There's no such thing as transgender. He has a dick.
0: So if you're you're watch if you're listening, not watching, this white lanky white dude with tattoos all over his arms, you know, skull and uh, a mustache, he comes up. He's like, "Well, was 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 she transgendered?" And she's like, "Trans." She says, "Transgender's not a thing."
1: Thing is transgender. He has a dick.
0: there's no such thing as transgendered wow that is the most logical clear statement and i mean that not sarcastically that is really logical you have biological males and biological females you have two genders there's no such thing as transgender that man has a dick,
1: dick. okay he has a penis. has penis no, is hanging out. Okay, no, I'm not one. Actually, I'm a one.
0: <laughs> and he says, there, "You're being a dick." She's like, "No, I'm not I mean, one." Who
1: knows how to stand up and speak up for my right? As a woman, I have a right to feel comfortable yes. without a man yes. exposing himself. Okay, no, you go somewhere else. Yes. Okay, so that's right. No, he's not
0: a... a transgendered person. No, he's not a transgendered person. This this white guy is totally just. Drinking the Kool Aid deep.
1: Transgender. He has a penis, just like you do. Are you, are you, are you, are you? No. Yeah. Okay, it's not okay. It's not okay. Okay, that's traumatizing to see that. I'm a woman. I think this is a place right here. I'm told, only for women. So how dare you sit up here and tell me I don't have a right as a woman to defend? I'm telling you, he has a penis. A full antesticle, okay. And I don't care what it's called, it's a man. You got one? You're a man.
0: He says, I'm asking if he's a transgendered person. Right? When you embrace ludicrousy and the the total absurd as your worldview, that's where you come up with these things of like, well, maybe it's a transgendered person, so why are you offended? Right? Antifa. An article I was reading turned this whole thing on its head. Antifa saying that this transgendered person was the one who is the victim, that this transgendered person is the one who is being victimized by all these uh, transphobic women. When this person, man, came down into a woman's spa, stripped naked in front of the mall. Why? Because he can. Because the laws and the legislation in that land Allowed it to happen.
1: Okay. So, well, I, yeah, yeah. You're sorry. You should be, sweetie. And you're out of alignment. And this is not right. I can tell you that much. All right. And I know you're out of work Yeah. It must be hard. It must be hard not being a real man, huh? Try it. <laughs> uh,
0: I love that clip. It must be hard not being a real man. And she's right. Out of alignment. This this whole movement, this ideology, this totalitarian indoctrination is out of alignment. It is all upside down and backward. She, this Cuban woman, her handle on Instagram is Cuban A Angel. And she goes to Instagram to do a little follow-up post. And here's what she says.
1: Also, I want you to know is that this group Antifa is trying to change the narrative. They want to turn your head to the right or to the left but they don't want you to look straight on dead on what's really happening and the reason why we are here and the only reason why we are here is because of women's and children's safety in public places it's not about whatever they're talking about it's about our safety in public places now why is that so wrong why is that so wrong I don't understand that.
0: Antifa wants to make this about being trans, people being transphobic. Antifa wants to make this about this woman who's a Christian being transphobic, and Christians are transphobic. It wants to make it about hate, hate speech, and hate crime, and discrimination, when really it's about a man who exposed himself in front of a bunch of women, and that happens all the time. But what doesn't happen all the time is that then the society at large goes to the defense of the man. And this is, where, this is where these ideologies lead. And it's not just a slippery slope fallacy, but this is what is actually happening in reality right now. Now, will, will a nation automatically get to that point if they take one small step, if they, take, if they give the mouse a cookie? if they take one little step down that path down that road by decriminalizing behavior that has been criminalized for years i don't know but it's definitely worth considering it's definitely worth considering where and knowing where where does the train where does the train end where 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 does it get off where do we stop this thing what are the proper bounds and domains metaphysics that government needs to put in place to legislate society in a proper and healthy manner. So there really is a a level of liberty and freedom for all people in their societies, while at the same time, not putting women and children at risk. Here's the last clip by this wonderful Cuban woman. I I just really love her. Here's, Here's the last clip.
1: I'm so sorry that there are people out there that feel that right is wrong and feel that wrong is right. But the Bible tells us there will be days like this. We are in those days. But no matter what, everyone, we must stand. And we have to believe and know that God is on our side. And
0: that's the truth. One, we have to stand. Two, this, is, this was written about in the Bible that these days will come. And three, her first point that she made, she's like, I'm sorry that people are totally confused and people are switching what is right for what is wrong and what is wrong for what is right. And they're waving this, this flag of, of woke imperialism and, and moral positioning saying, we know better than everyone else. We have the moral high ground. Because of what we, what the ideology and this new religion of wokeism that we believe. And therefore, everyone else needs to bow to us. Well, if you enjoy this show and you want to get more out of this, I highly recommend that you share it with a friend. The best way to learn is by having a conversation about it with other people. So share this with a friend, colleague, coworker, spouse. And begin to talk about these issues, especially when it comes to the segment of what's happening within media, within Disney, within shows like Blue's Clues, the YouTube, and knowing what our children are watching on these platforms, being careful and guarding our, our family and societies from this indoctrination. Because in order for us to lead, we have to first define reality, and we have to set up strong walls and borders, and we have to defend the gate and know what is coming in and out of the gates of our lives. And we can't just do that by ourselves, but we need to bring our communities in with that. So you as a leader, I encourage you, share this with those that you're in community with to help further define reality, and safeguard your community against against this new religion of wokeism. Don't go away. We'll be right back with our closing Weaver and Loom segment. Welcome back to Weaver and Loom, a part of the show where we take ancient wisdom and we weave it in with our everyday lives so that we can own our future and weave our destiny. Today's quote is by Solomon. He wrote in the book of Ecclesiastes Wisdom is better than the weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Dead flies make the perfumer's ointment give off a stench. So a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. It, the first part of this quote made me think of the difference between building. Better families with a stronger culture, making sure that our children are healthy, attended to, making sure that they're protected. It makes me think of developing better arguments and having a a better education system to make sure that we're protecting from these sorts of indoctrinations, that those things are better than the weapons of war. Those things are better than compulsion. Those things are better than than legislating what we want to see happen in the world. When we try to legislate that, when we try to legislate things on our children, rather than using wisdom, it might have an immediate positive effect. But in the long run of their life, oftentimes our kids, people, will throw off those fetters of compulsion if it wasn't built in culturally, but it was built in by force. And then it goes on to say, but one sinner destroys much good. And we can see here that wisdom can be undermined by people who are purposely perpetrating and pushing forth folly, uh, foolishness, who are, are intentionally trying to destroy and undermine society and undermine healthy, normative children's lives, like we're seeing with Disney+, Plus, like we're seeing with Blue's Clues like we're seeing with most media across the world. And then the next part of the quote, dead flies make perfumers ointment give off a stench, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. And that's where we have to guard ourselves, guard our communities, guard our families. That's where we need to build walls to know where the boundary lines are in our life. What are we willing to do and accept and what are we not? And then we have to build gates so that we know what is coming in and out of our lives, of our minds, of our ears, of our eyes, what's coming in and out. And we need to build those in our personal lives, our families, our societies, our communities. This is what we do as leaders. We have to watch for those little bits of follies, those little, those little dead flies, those little things that would come in and destroy something that actually is really good because it doesn't take much, sadly. It doesn't take much to destroy the good that many men and women over the centuries have labored to build. Well, that is all for today's episode. Thanks for being with me on the show. I enjoyed being with you. So go out this week and uncover your purpose. Go out this week and make sure that you are setting up the the boundary lines for your life, the gateways for you and your family, because it's a little bit. It's just a little bit of things, the little compromises that we make that can destroy not only wisdom, but honor. So go out this week and own your future.